everyone. It's Em and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. What's up? Yesterday, uh, I went to an antique shop. <laughs> uh, and while I was walking through the aisles, I see a weird man sitting in a chair that's not there. So I walk back, and the man is gone. <laughs> and I told Liv, and what did you tell me? I asked him, well, the first thing I saw was a clock, like an old grandfather clock. But I was like, is it a clock or am I second guessing myself? And it's actually just like one of those little weird China cabinet things, but it's like dark stained woods. But I first saw a clock and then I saw the dude and I was like, was there a clock there? And she was like, yeah, in the corner, there was a big (laughs) grandfather clock. Yeah. Because I was like, what was he associated with? Because I literally just walked past the aisleway and there was just someone standing there. And then when I walked back past the aisle wave, because I was like, I just saw a man sitting in a chair, but there's no chair over there. He disappeared. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, was he standing or was he sitting in a chair? Because I saw him standing next to the clock and the clock was on his right, which would be your left if you were looking at him. I don't know because I wasn't <laughs> expecting to physically see a spirit at the antique store. Uh, literally the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> but my brain went Oh, there's just a man sitting at this weird thing here. Double take. And then I went back and I was like, wait, why is there a chair there? Yeah, but I asked Em if there was a grandfather clock. And she's like, oh, yeah, there was a grandfather clock. I'm like, well, he's associated with the clock. I don't know. And then he started telling me about how he likes the way Em thinks. It's like when the sci-fi movie people are, like, doing a secret mission. And they walk into, like, their secret super spooper hideout. And they're like, give me the stats, little Johnny. And he's like, on it, boss. And then there's, like, this little projector that's like, bloop, bloop, bloop. And it shows the, uh, like, information in the middle of the sky type thing but it's like a board that you can see through with all the information and they're like whoop 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 with all of the things moving stuff around and information and files and there's like numerical code and binary Mm, whatever and uh, he's like that's what her mind's like it's weird yeah it's literally like it's exactly like that if you bring up a folder i don't need (laughs) to see anything in the folder i know what the folder is we know everything about the folder that's claircognizance my dude (laughs) So it was funny. He was like, she was a trip to think into her head about. Well, well, I mean, I wasn't expecting to see you. (laughs) Mm, As it is. Nor talk to you. I was just like, oh, Janelle, I just saw a man and he's not there anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she also showed me some weird freaking dolls that she decided to take pictures of, which if you ask me is not a good idea. Well, listen, I took pictures of them because we're about to do a, a podcast about haunted dolls. And I was like, this is going to be great for the video. Well, I actually went to an antique shop and I found these really creepy ass dolls. And this one is fucking weird. And there's this woman here telling me about these really creepy dolls and how this one should not feel like the void of, I don't know. A conch shell. Yes. <laughs> it's like that. If like you were to listen to a conch shell. But instead of hearing like uplifting oh, yeah. sounds of the ocean, you hear like down negative like emptiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird. But yeah, I thought it was interesting because M cannot take me to a place like that. Well, I want to. I know you want to. I'll It'll need be to. Fun. And then you can get things for your new house. Mm. Uh, that can may you? Or may not be haunted. I what? have a question. Yeah. I bought a letter opener mm-hmm. at a thrift store uh and I can't I every time I go to like it's okay guys it's a brass letter opener and the handle of it is 
carved or engraved and then it's painted over with a scene of the Greek Parthenon and on the little handle side it says made in Greece and it's freaking great because it's in it's from Greece about the Parthenon which is super cool because if you don't know my step-grandmother is Greek and I like that because when I was little she would come tell me super cool stories about living overseas and she's awesome. So I get really excited about it, but I keep misplacing it. Literally every time I put it somewhere and then go to use it, it's gone. Or like I put it somewhere and I'm like, okay, you're safe. I'm going to use you the next time. So like yesterday on our Instagram live, I made the 2319 joke about my gas bill and I literally grabbed my little letter opener and was going to use it to open the letters. And then it, I put it down because I have a puppy and it's like a toddler. So I was like, come here, puppy. You can't eat dryer sheets. Where did you get that sock? And then I don't know where my letter opener is, but this is literally like the fifth time I've lost it. And then I just, it's like every time I want to use it, it's like, whoop, get out of here. You don't know where I am. It's an illusion. I hear popping noises. There's a man and a woman that are associated with it. I think the man is the one that made it. Or mm. something like that. Uh-huh. And then the woman had it. Was the popping it. noise because it literally pops out of existence? Because you hear popping noises when you perceive portals? <laughs> I think it is a little weird thing. I just tell like him to give me my letter things? opener back. He thinks it's funny. It's I, like, I, I, it's what I hear. I hate it. I just want to feel fancy with my cool brass letter opener like, that I got for like a dollar twenty-five. You know, in SpongeBob, where they do transitions with bubbles, That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Jesus, do I know what that means? No. Do I think I not know what it means because they don't want me to know what it means because they want to continue doing it? Yes. <laughs> if any of you have seen this letter opener, let me know. I think I'm just start hanging. I up think signs. no. Listen, I think you should very precariously place it somewhere that you will remember and then in a few days see if it's still there i have to find it first (laughs) oh 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 oh. because i don't know where it is i swear to god i put it down on the couch and i was like okay olivia this is a bad space to put it on because if you sit down it's going to either one something pierce the couch or two pierce your booty so like don't forget it. And then I turned around after getting the dryer sheet out of Fennel's mouth. And then she immediately found a sock and then it was gone. And I don't know where it is. And then I had to open my letters like a schmuck with my thumbs. And I hate when people tape them, but I also understand why you're taping them. But then everything rips. And then I'm ripping the things inside the envelope. <sighs> Did you put it on the arm of the chair or so couch? I don't know. But Bradley moved everything around in the couch in the in the living room yesterday because we're oh, painting. Yeah. So like I would have seen it if it fell underneath something. I even stuck my hand in between no, the things of the couch. It fell underneath something, but like across the room, like in a weird fucking spot, which is why you haven't found it. Well, we moved everything yesterday. I know. So I, we would have seen it. I know. Where is it? I don't know. Darn it. <laughs> I just feel like I'm under something. I want to go up to people like Deadpool when he's looking for Francis with a poorly drawn crayon. And I'm like, have you seen this letter opener? I see him as like a green poof ball. Mm. And he uh, is like, you're getting warmer. God damn it. Warmer. That's, that's why I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm under something. He's like, you're getting warmer. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, maybe it's in the box. No, it wouldn't have been in the box. Maybe it's in the box. I don't know if it's in the box. I'll have to see if it's there. I organized things yesterday and got a box for all of my files and things. And maybe I threw it in there with the mail. No, I wouldn't have done it because I put the mail in there after I so, lost it. 
As you guys can tell, we're having this tangent because we are afraid to talk about our topic of the day, which is uh, actually brought to you by one of our patrons, which we could do that now to uh, continue our tangent. Sandy. Sandy, 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 Sandy. You got good ideas, girl. And we're covering them in the video that's associated with this podcast. Pop. If you guys want. My single to drop. Let me know and I will make one. I was talking to M today about Jesus how Christ. I think we need to have a theme song when we do our videos and stuff. Like but we theme do for songs our are too long and they are, do bad on YouTube. You don't know that. I do know that. Okay. It is statistically proven that intros are not well. They don't do well. Well, it's also statistically proven. So, our Patreon shout outs. Avery. Oh, goodness. Cassandra. Anthony. Violet. Tiana. Peyton. You skipped one. Oh. No, I Ver- didn't. Verena. Verena. Allie. Mac. Josie. Autumn. Dias. Victoria. Jenny. Laurel. Brianna. Antia. Bradley. You're a, You're towel. a towel. Our patron of this episode, Sandy. Uh, Naz. Sherry. Christina. Sushi. Anita. Katie. Charles. Jen. Holly. Krista. Flo. Abby. Mikhail Black. Malake. Malake. <laughs> Those are our patrons, guys. If you want to be a Patreon too, you should uh, go down to the show notes and check out the different tiers we got because we got super cool things that come with the tiers, including Discord. But there's other stuff depending on the tier that you pick, and it's super schoolcom. But uh, yeah, Sandy was like, hey, I want to absolutely annihilate your brainwaves <laughs> and uh, have you ponder this freaking cool thought that I had, which is... Can people manifest characters, i.e. in the context of creating art such as a book or a motion picture? And if you're watching a movie and all of the super spiritual energy that goes into it or is associated with it, can that influence you when you are creating it or consuming said art of a book or movie? So when we did the YouTube video for this, immediately I was like, do you see this weird man in this really fancy outfit? He fancy. like <laughs> he like has striped pants. They're like white and black striped pants. And he has this suit that has like long tails in the back. And it's like cropped in the front. And he has like a bow tie, a like fedora looking top hat thing. However, his body is like smoke. It's like gray <laughs> And uh, he gives me, like, Scribble Man vibes. If you guys have seen our uh, Spiritual Team podcast, mm-hmm. he's like Scribble Man, but he's not Scribble Man. And he is going to help us with this topic for today because... Um, he helped us with the video last week. We were not prepared. No, it's so much, Sandy. Why? <laughs> Why do you have to do this to us? Like, I think also, it's awesome. It's great, but it's also... so cool. We can't sleep. <laughs> yeah, because we figured out we are thoughts from the Dragon podcast a and few weeks ago. Literally just expands upon that idea, which is crazy. And I did want to do cooler, more set research on the ideas that I've gotten information from regarding this topic. And if you want like actual full dissertations on the ideas that I'm going to use, paper done. then I can make a research APA paper for you. MLA, double spaced, 12 point font. But science is APA. (sighs) Like psychology stuff. 
if you know. want those, let me know. However, <laughs> I'm going to use rough contextualizations of them. So in our last podcast, okay, two podcasts ago maybe, in our dragon podcast, we were talking about something that we refer to as the creative conscious or the creative realm. And if you guys need a recap of what we were talking about, this plane of existence is almost like, it's like where we go to when we are in the dream realm, uh, so to speak. It's like being in a subconscious state. But this is where all of our ideas kind of become, I don't know, real things, things yes. manifestations, if that's the right word we want to go for. It's the manifest, the plane of existence in which your thoughts can become manifested. But in our dragon podcast, I was trying to understand where the idea of dragons come from because Liv's <laughs> like, it just comes from human consciousness. And I was like, okay, that makes no <laughs> effing sense because I was a dragon and now I'm a human. So how am I living within the human conscious, but I'm also a human that screwed up. So apparently, <laughs> apparently Liv's higher self came forward when I was editing that video and was like, no, this is how it is. I realized that Liv explains things visually and you're like, I don't understand what you're seeing. I also don't understand visual things in general, but I'm going to tell you how Rosaline will tell you. So let's, let's go. And she explained it. So what she was explaining to me, she used how our perception of the fairy realm or the fae realm exists within physicality. They're saying that within our realm, we are built upon the nature spirits. So the nature spirits are the reasons why the physical realm exists. And fairies were born from these nature spirits. So in the same way that the nature spirits created the fairies who then helped create the physicality that we see consciously, this also help happens for other realms. So the realm above the physical realm, which we have graciously called the creative conscious, has a very similar like aspect of there's this higher spiritual being that has created like humans, and then the humans are creating the things within the creative conscious. However, it does not work where there's just one human idea. So if only a few people believe in a certain thing, it doesn't have the energy to fully manifest into something. But for dragons, if a full collective of humans believe that dragons exist, then it is going to be more solid within the creative plane or the creative conscious. Does that make sense? That's kind of like the basis of what we're talking about today. Yeah. I like to think of it as solid liquid gases, like the states in which physical energy exists. So M says that nature spirits created the physical world. So. Yeah. What they were explaining to me, which I didn't talk about in any of our other videos, is that the nature spirits are spirits. So they're not necessarily physical, mm -hmm. but they like created things to make the physical realm physical on behalf of God. Yes. And yes. that's what happens within the creative plane. So what is the bigger spirit that created us in order to create everything else? Say that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying like I under I don't know how people will understand the way you explained it. So I wanted yeah. to try and explain it in a different way, but it's the same thing. 
So the way I see dimensions is the bottom of the dimension or where it would be perceived as heavier. That is where the dense spirits exist. And the dense spirit is where things come out of. So this would be the nature spirits. So the nature spirits are in the darker part of like a color within the rainbow. So Mm. we'll use a rainbow as an example. What? I don't know. I don't like to equate nature spirits with the darker part of the rainbow. I think you can only use the rainbow scheme if you're talking about things in a general manner, whereas the red things or the things at the very bottom of the rainbow would be dark things because- I don't mean actual dark things. I mean that there's more dense color there. What? I don't know. I just don't agree with it. Like, I understand why you would want to use it as an analogy, but I, when I feel of nature spirits, I think of green. I think of gold. I think of yellow. I'm not saying they're a color. I know, but if we're talking about a rainbow, they wouldn't be at the bottom of a rainbow where the darker colors are. I'm also not talking about that either. You got to listen to what I say before I say I was trying to explain something and then you were just explaining an explanation without letting me explain. Okay. So with the rainbow idea, each color is a dimension. So with the rainbow, the in between each color is like fading into the next dimension. So where the color is the most dense within that section of a dimension is where the higher spiritual beings are. And that's where things get created from. Does that make sense? Because that's where all the energy is. They have the energy. They create things to make things out of their energy. I would think that it's the opposite. I don't know what you mean. I you think, think the that they darker, are lighter. Yes, because they are higher vibrationally and their existence is more expansive. The darker, more solid color of the rainbow would be the physical existence in which their higher spiritual existence trickles down to make physical because you have to understand when you're talking about states of matter we're talking about synonymously as states of matter states of frequency because spiritual beings exist on frequencies not necessarily states of matter it is their lowering of their spiritual frequency that solidifies the energy into physicality. So that lower dimension, that dark solid part of the rainbow would be the physical aspect that their higher frequency creates. Cause you have to talk about it going not bottom to top, but top to bottom. Okay. Yeah. That's why I don't agree with it. <laughs> it's the same thing just in reverse. <laughs> I know, but it's not the same because if you're talking about, being like talking to energy i'm not talking to things that are lower than me i'm talking to things that are higher than me okay and if you're talking about states of matter you could equate spiritual entity and entities such as nature spirits as being a gas because they have the ability to add energy or take energy away from themselves and things in order to manifest physicality which would be a solid or a liquid Okay, but it's still the same thing in reverse. I know, but if you use it in reverse, it's not the same. Why not? (laughs) Because they're higher dimensionally. They're just above things instead of below things. Yeah, but if you say that they're below things, I feel like it is I just got them confused because there's things separating each dimension. Yeah. Okay? Okay. So it's the same thing. Just they're at the top of their dimension instead of at the bottom. Yes. Okay. But I just wanted you to know that they're not at the bottom. They're at the top because energetically but technically, that's not how there it works. is also one at the bottom because they're at the bottom of the next dimension. <laughs> so that's what I was getting confused by. Yeah. 
Because that's what they were showing me. Because in the video, when you were explaining this long thing that I wasn't understanding, you were showing me the in-between between dimensions. Yeah. And that's where all of the, like, energy is. And it's because it's that's where the splitting point of certain energies is. So, yeah. That's what they were showing me. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about manifestation in itself. There's yes. two different ways of manifest manifestation. Yes. That Sandy is asking about in essence because her question was confusing to us. And we were like, this is a lot. This is like trying to wrangle the queen jellyfish in SpongeBob with a normal jellyfishing net. And we don't know how to do that. And that's where the guy with his fancy zoot suit came in and was like, I'm a <laughs> yeah, cloud that, that man. That is definitely the word for it. <laughs> I have been sent by the dimension in which you are calling creative consciousness to help you simple-minded puny humans understand the greatness of my realm. Yeah. Thank you. So the first type of manifestation that we want to cover is making something or creating something from nothing. Yes. Which is what we were talking about with the creative conscious. The creative conscious is like the realm of ideas from humanity. So like I was explaining earlier, the more people that believe in it, the more energy is putting being put towards this idea of certain things. So dragons, lots of people throughout the generations believe that dragons exist. So which... They are very solid beings within the spiritual realm, within the creative conscious. However, something like Harry Potter, which has only been around for a few years, it's there, but it is not as solid as a dragon would be. So I explain it into the video where I see it's almost like looking through a window or looking through like a portal almost. You use the candy egg. Yeah, right? I explained it to you with the candy egg, but we did not do that in the video. I know. It's not recording. But there might be, like, other people that know what you're talking about. I was not I think one this of is a religious people. thing. Yeah. Because on Easter, we had, like, a sugar, a sugar egg, and there was, like, a scene inside of this sugar egg made out of sugar. Literally the most what I'm talking about. extra thing I've ever heard. It blows my mind. I've never seen one I want to They're really see one. cool. <laughs> I was like, is that, like, a ship in a bottle, but no religious? And she's like... The egg is sugar, yeah. and it is made, and then you put more sugar scenes in the inside of it. Yeah. And they're showing me this. It's like looking into one of these eggs, but, like, the outsides of it are, like, fuzzy or, like, translucent, kind of evaporating into the ether, as you would say. Yeah. Because there's not as many of a, it's not as enough energy to create its own separate thing. It's almost like a, a memory. So... You can have really strong memories. However, there are a few that are there that you are aware of, but you can't precisely indicate what that memory was. They fade away. It's really cute, but I thought it was important that you should use the egg thingy because I feel like because of us being a spiritual metaphysical comedy podcast, people might be like, you don't believe in religion or God. And I think it's important for you to be like, I was raised Catholic (laughs) and here's this Easter egg that my spirit guides use to explain to me or not even spirit guides, a literal spiritual being from the creative consciousness realm used to explain things to you. It's cute. It's relatable. And I didn't know stuff like that existed. And I'm like, what? Dude, I would break that so fast. I would be too excited. Mm -hmm. I guess the point is to break it though and eat it, right? Do you eat it or you just look at it? You just look at it. What? 
Why would you break something like that? I don't know. I don't think you've ever seen one. They're like intricate AF. <laughs> Silence. Oh, man, that sounds sad. I would want to eat it eventually. <laughs> I mean, maybe I wouldn't want to, but then like it would get dusty. It might get moldy if it gets wet. <sighs> I don't so know. then, what stories actually exist? Can you see like Santa Claus? Is Santa Claus in the dude? Uh, what <sighs> the tooth <sighs> fairy, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, maybe St. Patrick's Day, the leprechauns? Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm about it. I'm about all of it. Literally all deities. That's creative conscious to an extent. Okay, they're not the same as dragons. I should say that yes. dragons do not actually exist they are the personification depending on the cultural context you are creating them out of of certain aspects of our natural world world so one of the things that em and i talk about are are fairies dragons because when we do our dragon podcast em talks about how the eastern personification or idea of dragons is relatable to nature spirits so you have water dragons you have i don't know air dragons and stuff like that right yeah so that's the uh eastern personification of dragons so that might be linked to fairies because fairies are the spiritual beings between the particles of nature and existence and physicality itself but it's not it's that the fairies and the nature spirits were giving people information of themselves. However, they created the idea of dragons based off of it. Because as mediums or people that are psychically in tune or metaphysically in tune with the world, we get bits and pieces of information most of the time. So they used those ideas to create the idea and the image and personification to manifest dragons spiritually within the creative consciousness. Now, however, if you are in the Western aspect, it's different. They used different ideas, different thought processes to create their personification and manifestation of dragons. But it was so collectively intertwined within human thought that all of that energy created the spiritual manifestation of said creatures, which is why they are not able to physically exist on earth, which we cover in the dragon podcast. However, many of their physical and anatomical attributes are based off of things you could find on earth because they were birthed from human thought. So wouldn't it technically be that we thought up human existence and then the nature spirits made it happen? No, I think that is something that is above us. Mm. We don't get to create that. That is very much higher God-like creations. Because again, if we're talking about as mediums, all we are doing is understanding and perceiving energy. The energy has to be there from somewhere in essence. However, as humans with souls, we are just the physical embodiment of spiritual energy not only physically, but also spiritually, because we are our physical bodies, but we are also our spiritual bodies inside of the physical bodies. Whereas when you're talking about dragons or fairies or any other type of ethereal metaphysical spiritual being, they are their soul in essence because they are not physical. Ours is a little more gobbledygooped because we are the physical manifestation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Did we create a spirit for human? Because we created a spirit for dragons. So theoretically, it would make sense that we made a spirit for humans. And then whatever in the physical realm 
made the physical aspect happen. And then we just glued this idea of human to a body. <laughs> it's just what I was thinking about. I don't think we made spirits for humans. I think humans were made for spirits. Because in the end game of everything, the reason you incarnate into different souls is to learn lessons. And you can't learn the same lessons as you would as one spiritual being or physical being as you would as a human. So I think souls were created before humans. Okay, I have another question. I'm not saying souls necessarily, but um, so if you're saying there's a higher spiritual being Mm -hmm. that creates things that creates things. Well, okay. (laughs) Continue. Um, What are we? If it creates us, are we just fairies? And then the fairy thing would just be us as humans? No. So the thing with why people are so cool and weird about fairies is that fairies are separate from humans. Fairies were employed by... I don't think you're understanding. Okay. So in physical realm, you have nature spirits and the nature spirits create fairies. And the fairies have more connection to the physical aspects, so they have the power control of creating those things or whatever. Right? The fairies have power and control over creating what? Physicality. The nature spirits have control over creating physicality. They employed or created the fairies in order to help continue or perpetuate it on their behalf. Okay. So the same thing happens in the realm above. So you have big spirit creating smaller spirits to be employed by them to do things, right? Yes. If they create created us, are we us as a human thing? Like are we in a, a I don't know what the word is, like a section of spirits that are created as human, like a nature spirit creating the section of very vague idea of fairies or fae. And then we are the controllers of the weird whatever things in the creative realm. (laughs) I think that God created us for this one realm. But there's other realms that God would create as well. I'm so confused by what you're asking me. I realize that. Because obviously God created everything. We are God. Yes. But I don't think the fairies or the nature realm created us. Well, yeah, but they created the physical body for us. No, they did not. Okay, then what did? God did. I don't understand that. (laughs) God employed... Someone in the physical realm had to make it physical. The way I'm thinking about it is the wheel was an idea. And then the wheel in the creative plane as that idea then was able to go into the three-dimensional world, the physical world because we put energy into making a physical wheel wouldn't that be the same thing for a human the idea of a human translates to the physical body and then they just taped them together no because we created the wheel we became we were here before the idea of the wheel because the wheel was an idea from us and if we did not exist before the wheel the thought of the wheel would not exist either yes so we were existed we our idea of us 
came from a higher spiritual being, but not necessarily creator source. I think that creator source did create our idea. Why just us? Because in each different dimension, you learn different lessons. So creator or God created this physical dimension of earth in order to learn lessons consistent with its existence. Okay. Yes. So then who created fairies? God created fairies. So they're not born from nature spirits? They're born from nature spirits, but God created nature spirits to create nature. It's I know you're doing the separation as an illusion thing, but also they were born from nature spirits. So where were we born from? We were born from God. But so were the fairies. <laughs> the fairies, okay, in essence, yes, they were also born from God. However, I'm just saying that like, Okay, how do I explain this? It's like if you were creating a video game mm -hmm. and you have the person that's like, this is the game I want created and this is how you're going to do it. He took the game designers and were like, game designers, you're going to be the people that create this realm. This is what I want the realm to look like because of all the spiritual things that I'm going to put into it, this is going to be the one that is the most important out of the pyramid of things. So, okay, so you're trying to explain a soul. Yes. Okay. Because God was like nature spirits. Well, you're going to be the essence of the physicality that I have created. Go. And then the nature spirits were like, okay, uh, interns, I have created all of this. Now I am the one that is in charge of it. And I report to the big boss who's given us the money to make this game. However, you're load-paid interns, but you also know everything that's going on. So take care of it. Keep track of it. And if anything goes wrong, you tell me. And they're like, okay, we're going to make sure that everything is going right. And if it goes wrong, we're going to let you know. But what I'm asking you okay. isn't the definition of a soul. Because obviously there's a soul in a fairy too. But the fairies are the things that are employed to take care of physical things. What is employed to take care of things in the creative realm? Sorry. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's why we had a disconnect. Because I was uh, like, I, yeah. I understand that. But also, I want to know what, like, I want to understand the creative realm based upon the physical realm. Okay. Yeah. The creative realm does not have things that manage it. Why not? We manage it. So once those things or as those humans, yes, as humans. Okay, so the humans are the fairies of the creative realm. Well, <sighs> no, because we're creating higher spiritual beings, which is why it's so weird. Why are we creating things that way that we see as higher versions of ourselves? And it's because we see our physical world and the things around it. And those are higher spiritual beings. So as the lowest spiritual being, well, it's interesting because we are the highest spiritual being of earth. However, we are the lowest spiritual being in spirituality. So when we create things in the creative consciousness, it is taking ideas from the essence of the nature spirits and personifying them spiritually. That's what I was saying. So we are the creators or the people that put things within the creative consciousness however it's all based off of things within our physical world which are 
higher spiritual beings, hence why gods and deities and dragons are higher spiritual beings overall. Because we are taking... Are they higher spiritual beings than the spirit version of us? Yes. Are they? For our physical spirit, our human spirit, yes. But our higher selves, no. Okay. Yes. Does that make sense? Well, I'm thinking about the spirit that is existing within the creative plane. The spirit that of what? That would be considered a human conscious thing being. Is that on the same level as a god? A god that we manifested? Because I feel like we have an interpretation of the like actual gods that are higher than us. If there are gods that are higher than us. I don't know. You're I giving mean, me weird looks. We're not gods, though. We're just a, a portion of our higher selves put into a human soul. Yeah, but we don't stay in our body. Yeah. But right now, when we're in our body, those beings are more because than us. we're in the three-dimensional world yes but when so we technically we're on the same level as them dimensionally as a spirit but you think that they're higher than us because we connect ourselves to a physical body well no, no well they're only even yeah. if we're a soul say we die right now mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. dragon or that deity is still higher spiritually than us okay in relation to our human soul Okay, but wouldn't that be the same for fairies? Say that again. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're like missing the point and I don't know how to explain it to you. I'm trying to understand the creative realm by using the physical realm as a template because I understand the physical realm better than I understand some creative plane that I've never seen or existed in, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. And I understand that. But I don't understand what your actual question is. I'm trying to figure out, since fairies are the things that help create things physically within our realm, are we that for the creative realm? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh That was my question. Yeah. (laughs) But if human consciousness were to cease, those things would also fade away. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about how we manifest things into existence using from nothing energy. Yes. So everything, if you haven't gotten, is a form of energy, whether it is so compacted that it is into a physical existence such as ourselves, or if it's more free flowing and a frequency, then it would be a spiritual being, which is what your soul is, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to view it, it's stuck inside your physical body. So, you know, that's what it is. But I wanted to talk about some interesting, cool ideas that I think could conceptualize how this is possible. Because you're like, how the fuck does a thought... Are you talking about science? ...turn into something? I am talking about science. science. <laughs> so let's breeze, scratch the, the pudding surface, if you will, of the Big Bang. I think the Big Bang explains God. I also think it explains physicality. God is not physical in the sense that most people would understand. However, they also are because we are an extension of God. And what I want to talk about is the Big Bang in essence, which is, if you think about it from a science clinical standpoint, 
People like to say that our universe was created from the Big Bang. And the Big Bang was just a huge, huge conglomeration or condensation of energy in a non-physical form, just literally energy, because when you think about it, particles you can't see exist. That's what I mean by non-physical. Is it physical on a naked eye perception? No, but is it physical in the sense of we understand molecules, atoms, and particles and energy? Yes. So let's say that it's non-physical because we can't see it and we can't quantify it. However, our understanding of particles and energy does facilitate the understanding of that things are physical to an extent. But the Big Bang was a giant, giant heaping condensation of energy that our human eyes would not be able to perceive that enabled such a large reaction that it created physicality, which is literally just the condensation of particles and existence and energy into a solid form. That is it. That is the Big Bang as far as I can understand. And uh, if I'm wrong, let me know and I'll look into it and take any criticisms. Well, not any criticisms, constructive criticisms that you would like to submit. But for me, I equate that large condensation of energy as God itself or themselves, whatever you want to call it. It's just energy because as a medium, Em and I are just talking to energy for whatever freaking reason is possible. So that would be God And if God was just a condensation explosion of energy that created physical existence such as planets in our solar system, then it would also be able to explain how energy exists non-physically or spiritually. It's literally like when we talk about fairies, it's peeling back the layers of physicality going from the most solid understanding of energy to the least solid energy understanding of energy in its essence. So for me, the Big Bang is equatable to God. I know that sounds really weird. What do you think, Emily? I think you're correct. Okay, great. (laughs) So if we're talking about energy being non-physical and being able to be condensed in a small area comparable to itself, then that is what causes manifestations of physicality to certain sorts then we could expand upon that idea and say if we are physical beings that emit electromagnetic frequencies and other types of things, that would mean that our consciousness, which is literally just electrical impulses that are being sent through our brain and out into different, I don't know, apparatuses, appendages basically, Me scratching my shoulder right now is literally electrical uh, impulses like you would in your phone conveying information into another physical form of my body. But is my thought actually physical? No, it's electrical. Electrical is way less physical than my actual body if you think about it, right? I don't know. I think everything isn't physical. We just think it's physical because we can touch it. And you're actually never touching anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's the uh, repulsion between two electrons, which is outside of your atomic field, that repels and gives you the perception of touching things. But actually, you're never touching anything ever, not even yourself. Yeah, like technically, this is just all a dream. 
don't do that. I'm trying to break it down slowly. Oh, got you. <laughs> You're like going from zero to a hundred. Just hear the I bomb. took a philosophy class. The first day Boom. of that philosophy class, he was like, this is a desk. I'm going to make you think this desk doesn't exist. And I was like, great. I already think that. <laughs> <laughs> so there have been experiments. If we are talking about manifesting something from nothing, one of the really cool experiments that I learned about, and I don't remember what it was, was basically a experiment with a couple different individuals that were grown-ups that had various backgrounds. One of them was like a, there's like this society for smart people that you have to have like an IQ above something and you're like allowed to be in the society. I don't remember. My grandmother was actually a part of the society, but um, I'm not biologically related to her, so I'm probably dumb. Anyways, the other people that were in this study, they were a part of a, um, I think it was the Canadian Society of Cyclical Research. So like parapsychology and um, metaphysics, things like that. And they got together with different backgrounds. There was like a school teacher, an engineer, an electrician, this person from a small person society. And they went to a location that was notably haunted. Notably. It was like some inn or something. Mm. And if you guys want me to find this actual story, I will find it. But I cannot remember because I heard it somewhere. Anyways... These mm-hmm. people got together at this inn that was haunted, quote unquote, and they wanted to know how people's perceptions of haunted things actually could interfere with the hauntings themselves. And there's like, I think it's tele- telemorphs or something is what the Cyclical Research Society quantifies these beings as. But it's basically using your own thoughts to manifest things into existence. So these group of people that were doing their little experiment for parapsychology or whatever were like, all right, we're at this place that is haunted, quote unquote. Now, knowing the hauntings that people have here and their backstories, what we're going to do is we're going to create a fictional person that historically relates to some of the, the hap- spaghetti monster that relates to some of the happenings of this location and if we believe hard enough like spongebob and patrick in the imagination box you just gotta believe we are going to create this person and they're going to haunt the people that come here for the next ghost investigation and literally in the 70s this is what these people did they went to this place, created an elaborate backstory for this person that I don't remember they named. It was like Timmy or John or something. And they were like, John was a knight and he had a wife and then his wife didn't like him. So he had an affair with Margaret, but then Margaret died. And then his wife got angry because she found out that he had an affair. And then all of these like soap opera things happened. And so long story there? short- Little Tommy died, and this is why he haunts this place, and these are the ways in which he haunts it specifically. Like, he taps on the table three times, yada, yada, yada. was this what they manifested, or was it actually happening? That's the question. Because after putting seven or however many people were in this research group's study of thinking really hard like SpongeBob and Patrick in their imagination box... These things that were related to this fictional person that they created started happening, not only to them, but then they put it to the test of, okay, maybe we're biased and we think so hardly of it that they're only happening to us because 
we we know we feel like it's happening. So then they brought outside people to this inn during one of their paranormal investigations and added this fake character story to the other people that supposedly were real people that haunted this place. And people said they felt the presence of fucking Tommy Joe, who was a fictional character that this group of people created. But didn't they put the idea in their head? Yes, but not to the same extent as the people in the research Oh, so group. they told them the same things? Yes. That they weren't already told about? Elaborate. What's your question? Well, you were saying that we believe that Tommy taps on things in this very specific way. They didn't tell they them didn't that. They didn't tell them that. Yes. And they said, Tommy taps on these things in a very specific way. Yes. They oh, literally okay. only included in the pamphlet that this person had this backstory at this inn and this was their name. And then when they asked the people that went on the ghost investigation, they're like, how, like, what ghosts did you encounter? Do you know who they were based off of the pamphlet you were given? And what type of information or like hauntings or paranormal activity happened to you? And the paranormal activity that they did not specify to those people that were related to that fictional character happened to them. So they're like, did we actually create a soul? Are we God? So do you see anything there? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought that much about it. Why do you have to do this? This whole entire podcast is a curveball. for it. Yeah, I mean, I know. Did not. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to the podcast again and, like, understand the information, but I'm too excited about that. That's also interesting because if you can see my dreams. I can. Sometimes. I assume. Right? Like when You I describe s- my dreams to me without me saying anything. That's probably- I say things like, oh, I had this weird dream at a zoo. And you're like, but all the animals were weird because they were mixtures of animals. And I was like, I hate it. I you know that. <laughs> that's probably because it's a part of the creative consciousness. I know, but that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't necessarily be able to tell the difference. Mm, are the things that are in the creative consciousness a part of the Akashic Records? Would they be filed they away? everything is in part Akashic Records. Yeah, so then if human existence ceases to exist records of the creative consciousness and the things within it are still there. So at some point, would they ever be able to truly be gone? No, it's just like a memory. Got it. If you smell your baby blanket, for some reason it seems familiar, (laughs) but you can't put your finger on it. Anyways, that's another example of how things can be manifested into existence from human thought. However, those people did it over a short period of months, not years, but those would be relatable to like deities and all that other stuff. Now, a different thing is I've heard, but I have not read any scientific studies yet that people in science Science. have been able to take literally air in a box, in a box Mm -hmm. to quantify it Mm -hmm. and then would do extensive studies of what actual molecular properties make up the contents of said box. And then they literally have people think about the energy within that box and when they hook it up to whatever it is that science has to understand the changes that are happening to the properties that have already been outlined as a basis in that box when people project their thoughts onto that space the space within the box changes so it's like the imagination box from SpongeBob. Yes, but they're not in it. This is not a cardboard what? box that they have someone in and then but they're like, I'm what if they were it. in it? 
that would probably be a lot harder for you to quantify as a baseline oh. when you're doing an experiment because well, you want a uh what is it called a control yes yep so science uh, you're welcome that's yep. how that's able to happen let's move on because i could literally lose my mind about this this is gonna be the longest podcast ever so the next way of manifestation is bringing things to you so yes. it's like the law of attraction we talk about manifestation in our other podcast yeah one of our like very very early videos and podcasts yeah. so first Wait. form where you necessarily put out your energy like a magnet you attract things that are similar yes so you're already existing you already have physical properties and the way in which you exist now attracts or repels things that already exist now so say you're watching a scary movie em likes to watch scary movies and she's like i've gone to movie theaters and I see the weird skittery demon things that are around people in the movie theaters because everyone that's in the movie is like, I'm so scared. And uh, all of the skittery demon things are like, this is a buffet, guys. This is great. So they go there and feed off of your energy. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where you're going with that. That's well, it. Are we talking about, um, what about true movies that you're seeing? Yeah. Well, like. I, I think in the video I used the example of when we did the Lizzie Borden house. Yeah. People have asked me, how do you make spirits talk to you? I don't make spirits talk to me. I think about it. Or if I'm in a reading with somebody, I'm like, all right, spirit in general, I'm going to be talking to Cindy Lou. Who wants to talk to Cindy Lou? And then some people pop up. And if they don't, I'm like, all right, Cindy Lou's got to ask. So we'll see who she wants to talk to. And we'll see if the person that she wants to talk to wants to talk to me. And if they don't, we're out of luck. But if you're like thinking about the things that are happening in movies, they can be attracted to you because thought, you don't have to physically do things to make non-physical things come to you. That's not how it works. Well, it's, I mean, it could be. When you see horror films, people always think that they are like attracting the beings in the horror films to come home with them. And then weird, spooky things happen at their house because they watch a scary movie. That's why I'm so freaking nervous to do haunted dolls. I know. I, um, we watched Annabelle yesterday. <laughs> uh, and, by um, we, she means not me. Sorry, I watched Annabelle with Janelle. <laughs> That's the we. Um, I will not have you talk to Annabelle. <laughs> well, that's good. Like those kinds of spirits. When I watched the movie, this man came up to me and was like, you're going to talk to me instead of Annabelle because also there's this little girl associated with the doll and you're not going to be able to tell the difference between this little girl and the doll itself. So how big is the doll? The actual doll is, I would say like three feet tall, like two to three feet. Yeah. Yeah. We got to stop talking about it. Sorry. Is it wearing a pink and white dress? No, that's good. <laughs> it is in the movie. Well, the movie is white dress. Okay. But this man was, like, telling me about the movie while I was watching it. Gross. But he's like, you're going to talk to me and not this doll because there's a fucking reason why they put it in this scary box to prevent <laughs> it from fucking with people. Yeah, but the box means nothing. I'm just letting you guys know that now. It's the well, idea I mean, of the box that helps yes. people feel better, but it's... No. Yeah. What he's explained... Well, okay. What he explains to me is it's, like, the box itself does keep some of the energy in there, but it's not the physical box. Yeah. It's the idea 
of the box around it because we put our spiritual energy into things. It's why when people talk about, oh, if you cleanse your house, you got to open the windows. It's because you consciously think, oh, you can't pass through walls. That's dumb. So you are subconsciously putting up spiritual walls around your house in the places where walls are because your brain perceives them as walls. That Kool-Aid man can go through walls. Oh, yeah. So that's why they put them in this box, not because the box does anything, but because their spiritual energy has put itself around the box. I'm going to put you in a box. Please don't. (laughs) I'm claustrophobic. (laughs) But yeah, we're going to be talking about haunted dolls. You will not talk directly to Annabelle because it's really bad. Dude, I just got an idea. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing psychic fairs and stuff, you know? Yes. What if for a psychic fair, we build a box in which people put coins into and we tell them a fortune like the things in the box, but we're real live. Jesus Christ. Come on, that's funny. I think you should spit out those little, you know, how you were writing fortune cookie fortunes for our patrons. Yes. You should do that. Just like spit out a fortune. I'm thinking that we like pretend we look like like dolls and stuff like that. And then when someone puts like a dollar in our like cardboard box that we've created to make this whole effect, we like go bloop, 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 and like look at each other. And then you like shuffle cards and whatever card flies out first, Mm. I'll stick it to my forehead. Oh God. So all (laughs) of my cards will be wet. Great. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll be like, what was your question? And when they say it, we'll like turn and I'll like take the card off my forehead and be like, the Queen of Hearts. And then, I know that's not a tarot card, but then you'll read it. <laughs> the Dude, Queen of Hearts. It'll be great. Can we wear like headdresses and stuff too? Jesus and like Christ. jingly jewelry? Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> that's a lot. It's a really good idea though. But also those weird places that we would be going, everybody would, would be in costumes anyways. No. I've been Like to- the medieval fair? Well, if we went to the medieval fair, I'm talking about like a normal psychic fair where like the booth wow. next to us is selling us like is selling like organic hand cream. Interesting. And then there's just us in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like really creepy and look like the golf from Annabelle the yeah, movies. <laughs> we could even do makeup where we look Jeez. like little like marionettes. Come on, that's great. <laughs> that's funny. I feel like a lot of people would want to do it. Maybe. It'd be really fun. We would have to figure it out. We'll have two gigs. We'll do oh, okay. fucking Two mediums in a box and uh, then uh, <laughs> like an actual like sit down thing where we like talk to souls and like have heart to heart conversations. Yeah, that would definitely get their attention. But I'm thinking the two versions are great because every time they see metapsychics, one person is going to be like, those girls were in a box. And the other one's going to be like, no, they made me talk to Sparky who died when I was 12 and, and it was beautiful. Everyone will think we're just a thought and don't <laughs> exist, right? Because we'll never show up the same way twice. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we were talking about how uh, dark things from these scary movies can uh, project themselves into your lives if you think about them. Yeah. Which is possible. And also, you are probably attracting dark things that are not the thing that are in the movie to come screw with you. So you have both options in that that case. Yeah. It's a fun time. So uh, can you manifest things into existence? Yes. And the guy was telling me... Um, Because Sandy specifically asked, you know, when people write books, they create characters. And sometimes those authors say, I felt spiritually influenced to write this book. And uh, 
she also said, you know, since so much energy physically and possibly spiritually goes into that book, can those characters actually be created? And the man from the creative consciousness said, yes, but for that person, it would be equatable to like when a little kid has a imaginary friend, they're really, really, really real for a little bit of time until that thought fades away and then they lose their sort of spiritual physicality, if you will. And when people are writing books, if I can talk because tongues are hard, actually they're not, that's a funny joke. Anyways, you can have spiritual beings influence you and your thoughts when you are creating books or movies or whatever type of art it is that you are doing to express some form of yourself or something you think of. So like, If you, I was talking to an author one time and she had one of her, I think it was like a grandmother or a great aunt who was helping her to write because she needed help with organizing things. Yet she also had a spirit guide who was very, very funny. He looked like a cartoon man, like um, the guy from Meet the Robinsons, the like futuristic movie, the guy in the bowler hat. That's what he looked like. And he helped her with her plot character ideas. So those are two spiritual beings that were helping to influence someone's writing. Yeah. So she was thinking that all of the energy that is put into it either manifests it or they're writing about someone that actually already exists. Cause there was this TikTok where this girl has like a course or something where she talks about how to intuitively write about things. And she talks about how everything that exists kind of like already exists like you can't create something that doesn't exist oh but then wouldn't we have just nullified her idea because people have created dragons dragons have never actually existed however they are their personification of things do exist they only exist spiritually though exactly but before that they didn't exist they were created upon the ideas of things that already existed so i guess she's correct but it's that they existed in physicality not spiritually and i feel like when you're talking about her question she's saying that you are writing about things that already exist spiritually. Yeah, that's why I'm so confused every time I hear it. Ah, yeah, no, I don't think like, so. I don't know if she's writing about people that she's intuitively seeing or mm-hmm. if she is manifesting a thing of it. She's manifesting a thing of it. Wild. There you go. We cracked the code. <laughs> Sorry, I got that now. Because, yeah, if you listen to our Dragon podcast, we talk about the ways people have created dragons based off of things that have already existed. Because M talks about in our spirit guide drawing video, you can't create things visually that you already like don't have a perception of. Yeah. So that's why we created dragons because they are a combination of animals that we already see in. Yeah. So thanks, Sandy, for that question. You just got everybody a real long podcast, lots of tangents, literal, just metaphysical, mind-boggling everything i feel like i need a drink of chocolate milk good thing we have to record another podcast (laughs) oh god it was a good question though what do you think it was crazy that's why i told you i feel like we're both very stressed out about it well duh i feel like there's some tension between us that i feel like my leo no i think you feel the tension because when i don't understand things i ask you questions and it stresses you out because i understand things verbally understand so a lot of times you perceive it as me being angry at you or that I don't understand or I don't like agree with you so the way I feel like I can mediate my own feelings of me perceiving your tension with me is through a hug oh god (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, guys, we love you. You got more crazy questions that you want us to ponder? The metaphysical, the paranormal, the spiritual, and everything in between? Let us know. You should join Patreon because we'll take your choices into consideration first. Why? Because you pay us. (laughs) Also, we'll tell you you are a thought and a towel on a daily basis. And if you don't know what that means, become a Patreon. (laughs) But... Next week, I think we're going to be talking about uh, paranormal stories of a medium, but I'm not entirely sure because we've recorded so many podcasts today. And if you want to get in on that, make sure you subscribe or follow or whatever you do with podcasts. And we'll see you guys in the next one. We are your meta kicks. You are a thought. Annabelle's a haunted doll. Are you excited for that? Mm -hmm. No. I told you that some weird ginger thing was going to talk to me. That's more like a marionette, but I don't know what that is because I haven't started researching it because it gives me anxiety. But I love you. (laughs) A towel who loves you.